Welcome back to another adventurous episode of Warrior's Dispatch, your source for the shadowy world of modern warfare. I'm your host, Scott Salzman, ready to shed light on covert ops and secret missions that shape global events. In this episode, I'm going to be investigating the murky methods used by special operatives to gain intelligence, influence outcomes, and engage in deception. You know, when diplomacy and politics fail, it's these covert actions that impact the course of nations, though the truth only emerges years later, if ever. So join me as I unveil some missions, uh, the details of which remain obscured behind misinformation, propaganda, and plain old spycraft. And by probing these classified operations, I hope that we can better understand the mindset and the tradecraft behind such high-stakes covert actions. Just don't expect any current secrets to be revealed here today. As an old operative's motto goes, if you think it, we did it. So, to understand the depths that covert agents go to accomplish their missions, let's look back at some infamous examples that were eventually exposed. So first, let's talk about Operation Ajax. Now, this was a covert operation carried out by the CIA and British intelligence way back in 1953. And their purpose was to overthrow the democratically elected government of Iran. Now, at that time, Iran was led by Prime Minister Mohammad Mossadegh, and he was a nationalist who threatened British oil interests by nationalizing Iran's oil industry. In response to that, the CIA, jointly with MI6, devised Ajax as part of a broader anti-communist strategy. Through bribery and by exploiting internal divisions, they orchestrated protests and funded opposition groups to destabilize Mossadegh's government. And then when, when civil unrest broke out, Iranian military leaders who were friendly to the West launched a coup and deposed Mossadegh in favor of strengthening the power of Shah Mohammad Reza Pahlavi. Now, the U.S. role in this coup remained secret for decades. It was seen as a major success at the time, leading to strong Western influence in Iran during the Cold War. But it also led to lasting resentment and blowback, fueling the 1979 Iranian revolution against the Shah, which transformed Iran into a staunch U.S. foe. So we saw some unintended consequences of these covert actions that we didn't even know about until very long time later. And this Operation Ajax set a pattern of CIA-led regime change that recurred in places like Guatemala, Congo, and Chile during the Cold War. And it highlighted the moral ambiguity of U.S. covert intervention abroad, toppling democracies to fight communism. But its long-term negative impacts revealed how even successful covert actions can actually undermine U.S. credibility and interests. And, uh, you know, when you see things happening in the world, uh, governments being toppled by a coup, you got to think about who might actually be behind that. You never really know. And you might, you might never know. It might come out decades later, if ever. 
So now let's talk about the Bay of Pigs invasion in April 1961. The Bay of Pigs was a failed covert operation authorized by President John F. Kennedy to overthrow Fidel Castro's communist government in Cuba. The plan was inherited from the Eisenhower administration, which had trained and equipped a brigade of Cuban exiles to stage an amphibious landing and trigger a popular uprising. However, from the start, the Bay of Pigs operation suffered from poor planning and false assumptions. The CIA underestimated Castro's military strength and overestimated the ability of the exile brigade to launch a successful beach landing. And Kennedy also severely restricted the U.S. air support for the invasion at the last minute. So on April 17th, 1961, the 1,400-man uh, paramilitary force landed at the Bay of Pigs on Cuba's southern coast. But Castro's troops quickly pinned them down and decimated the exiles capturing over 1,100 prisoners. So the, the bold but disastrous invasion had the opposite effect, strengthening Castro's communist control for decades after. So the Bay of Pigs failure was a major embarrassment for Kennedy early in his term, and it forced him to publicly take responsibility for the botched operation, though he fired senior CIA, CIA leaders in private. And this incident contributed to Khrushchev's belief that Kennedy was a weak leader, setting the stage for further Cold War confrontations like the Cuban Missile Crisis. And of course, the CIA orchestrated hundreds, hundreds of covert operations against communist and leftist targets during the Cold War. Some major examples include Operation PB Success in 1954 Guatemala. This is where the CIA toppled the left-leaning government of uh, Jacobo Arbenz, installing a right-wing dictatorship. Uh, you heard me right. The CIA toppled the left-leaning government and installed a right-wing dictatorship. And this protected the interests of the United Fruit Company in Guatemala, and it served as a model for future CIA activities in Latin America. On the other side of the Atlantic, you had the Congo Crisis, uh, in the 1960s, and this is where CIA agents facilitated the assassination of democratically elected Patrice Lumumba in the Congo in 1961, and this helped to install the pro-U.S. Mobutu Sese Seko as a dictator for decades after. So again, assassinate the elected person, put in a dictator. Um... Then there was Operation Condor in the 1970s. This was a U.S.-backed campaign of political repression involving assassination and torture conducted by right-wing dictatorships in South America against leftists. And the CIA provided intelligence support for this campaign. That was Operation Condor in South America. Then, uh, in, uh, in, over in Afghanistan, in 1979 all the way to 1989, this was the CIA's largest covert operation ever. It funneled billions of dollars in arms and funds to the Mujahideen rebels fighting the Soviet occupation. 
And that helped to trigger the USSR's downfall. But then, of course, the U.S. had its own problems in, uh, in Afghanistan years later. And a lot of the trouble there can probably be attributed to what the U.S. did back in the 80s. So, you know, it'll, these things can come, back, can come back to haunt you for sure. Also in the 70s and 80s, there was Operation Cyclone. Cyclone was a CIA program supporting anti-Soviet fighters in Afghanistan, which later gave rise to Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. So yeah, it definitely came back to bite them in the bootay. Uh, and this is just a few of the many CIA covert activities aimed to roll back communist influence globally by any means necessary. Of course, the, the moral and long-term consequences remain controversial, and the reverberations can certainly still be felt today. The use of insiders, assets, and local collaborators is another hallmark of covert activities, as seen in operations like Operation Valuable in the 50s and 60s. This is where the CIA recruited agents from within Soviet military intelligence to become long-term uh, penetrations of the KGB. High-level moles like Oleg Penkovsky provided invaluable human intelligence that gave the U.S. an edge in the Cold War. Um, in 1996, the CIA used Afghan tribal assets left over from the Soviet-Afghan war to help target Osama bin Laden in Sudan. However, local capped operatives failed to capture bin Laden before he escaped to Afghanistan. Um, then fast forward to 2003, before the Iraq invasion, the CIA used Iraqi assets recruited from the Saddam, uh, Saddam Hussein regime to soften Iraq's defenses. Now, this was codenamed Operation uh, Debakil. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. But these Iraqi agents led infiltration sabotage missions, but failed to spark a full revolt inside Iraq as they intended. And then later, in 2011, the CIA relied on Pakistani Dr. Shaquille Afridi to run a fake vaccine program to help confirm Osama bin Laden's location in uh, Abbottabad. But this covert operation failed to maintain Dr. Afridi's cover, endangering future health initiatives in the region. So just a mess, just mess after mess after mess. And these examples demonstrate how insiders and local operatives can provide access and intelligence for covert activities abroad, but the reliance on deceit and unreliable partners often undermines operations and long-term goals. Recruiting helpful but deniable partners within the target country or group provides critical intelligence and access while maintaining a hidden hand, but it also raises serious ethical concerns. Of course, the ultimate covert mission is targeted assassination. Programs like Israel's Operation Wrath of God aim to liquidate enemies abroad, and revelations of CIA attempts to eliminate heads of state also bring this controversial tactic into the light. And the resulting fallout can undo any intended aims when covert killing comes to pass or is exposed.
You know, in, in the end, assessing the necessity and morality of covert operations fail, uh, falls <laughs> to each citizen and historian. And while these classified missions aim to further national interests, the means are often messy at best and the benefits uncertain. One thing is clear. We must continue to question and probe the shadows of global power to bring accountability. So I want to thank those men and women, whoever and wherever they are, who pulled back the veil on, on this secretive world bit by bit, mission by mission. The murky truths they uncover help us better understand the geopolitical events that shape our world. So that, that's my episode for you today. This is Scott Salzman signing off for now. Join me next time as I continue documenting the exploits of modern warriors who operate in the gray areas of international conflict. Stay vigilant out there. Take care.